0: Good evening. This is Mr. Denny with chapter six of Frankenstein's dog. I heard another crack. The pain shot up and down my whole right side. Uncle Victor drove forward. He hoisted up Frank's left arm and clicked the switch in his armpit. The robot's hand loosened and slid off mine. Frank blinked two or three times. His head nodded forward and his body slumped. He didn't move. Cat, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry, Uncle Victor said. He took my hand gently. Skin was red, but the pain was fading. He moved the hand carefully in his hands, one finger at at a time. Nothing broken, he said softly. Must have been your knuckles cracking. I'm so sorry. Really, what a terrible introduction. It's okay, I said. I just didn't expect. Uncle Victor pushed the glasses up on his nose again. He studied Frank. I have some problems with him, he said. I still have a a lot to work on. Was he deliberately trying to hurt me, I asked. I shook my hand in the air. It still stung a little. I'm not sure, Uncle Victor replied. Sometimes he gets confused. It's like a blip in his brain, like a bad circuit. And then sometimes, his voice trailed off. He moved the robot's arm up and down. Sometimes Frank acts angry. Angry? Seriously? He nodded. Yes, angry. I don't understand it. I didn't program him that way. I programmed him to have no emotions or feelings at all. So I don't understand how he could possibly be angry. Weird, I murmured. I didn't know what else to say. The robot gazed blankly down at the floor. So be careful around him, Uncle Victor warned. Most of the time he's perfectly okay, but it's good to stay alert. And one other thing, cat. Yes? Always make sure the lab door is closed. Always double check to see that it is closed. Frank is my finest creation. I couldn't be prouder of this robot but he definitely isn't ready to leave the lab. Uncle Victor directed me to my room. I followed the winding staircase up to the second floor. I found myself in a long dark hallway, tiny lights shaped like candles lined both sides of the hall, but didn't cast much light. My shoes caught on the thick faded carpet. The walls were covered with big paintings of hunting scenes. I passed a painting of a dozen men on horseback chasing a herd of buffalo. The next painting had a man in a buckskin outfit with a knife raised in his hand, facing down an angry bear. Did Uncle Victor choose these paintings, I wondered? Or did he find them here when he took over the house? They were all dark and frightening and violent. The floorboards groaned and I squeaked and squeaked beneath the carpet as I walked, carrying my suitcase. Shadows stretched across the hallway floor as if reaching for me. I was a little freaked. I mean, it looked like a haunted house time up here. At least there weren't any cobwebs or skeletons lurking around the corners. I found my room at the end of the hall. A ceiling lamp cast bright light over a pretty striped bedspread, a nightstand, two comfy-looking chairs, a yellow dresser, and a small desk. Uncle Victor had left a vase of purple tulips on the dresser. The tall window was open, letting in a warm breeze. The yellow curtains fluttered in the wind. I set down my suitcase and hurried to the window to check out the view. Leaning out the window, I looked down on the side of the yard. A wilted flower garden and tall weeds It were everywhere, and a hedge that hadn't been trimmed in centuries. I guess Uncle Victor didn't have any time for yard work. I was up so high. Behind the hedge, I could see a sloping green hills that led down to the village. I turned away from the window, opened my suitcase on the bed, and started to unpack. I had just started to pull out some shorts and jeans when I remembered my phone. I pulled it out of my bag and started it up. I had strict instructions to call home and tell Mom and Dad I'd arrived safely. I started to push my home phone number, then stopped. No service, no bars. I checked for a Wi-Fi network. Oh wow, I don't believe it, I murmured to myself. Uncle Victor didn't seem to have any Wi-Fi. I'll use his phone to call, I decided. I set the phone down on the little nightstand beside the bed. I could still use the phone to record my video blog. I returned to my suitcase and started unpacking more stuff. I'd packed way too much. I wouldn't need half the skirts and tops I brought. I could see we wouldn't be going out much. I saw Poochie watching me from the door. Don't stare, Poochie, I said. It isn't polite. And then I gasped when the little dog whispered, Be careful, cat. And that's the end of chapter six. Next time, chapter seven.